Yesterday, I woke up in a fog, unable to see who had won a United States presidential election. Good thing I retired early the election night before getting my sleep. I didn't want election fever to add to COVID cabin fever I was already living with. yesterday. Both sides were both claiming to win the presidency. Votes were still being counted. Under the U.S. Constitution, every state goes by its own rules. While the presidency was up in the air, a North Dakota state legislature candidate who died from COVID-19 appears to have won his election, even though he died in October. One major change across America, drug laws set for a sweeping overhaul in a number of states as voters sided with decriminalization. Oregon voting to decriminalize illegal drugs, heroin, meth, magic mushrooms, and historic first. Voters in many states voted to abolish penalties for possession. Bottom line, Jesus, still the good shepherd. He rules and reigns. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. We're in a series this week called Be Thou My Vision. It was the best of times and the worst of times. You've heard that line. Charles Dickens beginning his famous novel, A Tale of Two Cities. He continued his unique description of both London and Paris, saying, It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. And a little later, he writes... It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. He easily described how so many of us have felt here moving to the end of 2020. The highs and lows have been rough. It's difficult to get our minds wrapped around what's happened this year. And now, even after a very tight presidential race in the United States, hope and despair mingle. What are we to do? Well, we need Christ in our sights. We need to turn our eyes upon Jesus. Oh, that he would be our vision. In a moment, we're going to Washington, D.C. one more day. We're going to meet up with a good friend of mine who has biblical insight and encouraging words for us in this age of wisdom and foolishness. Our republic is strong, and even if it is not or was not, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church and certainly not against Christ Jesus our Lord. Dr. Tremper Longman, he'll be joining us again in just a moment to turn our eyes to Jesus. And then after the program, I want to send you the entire first season of The Chosen TV Show. This is what you need to be watching right now. It'll turn your eyes to Jesus. It'll renew your hope in Him. I've never seen anything quite like it. Better than a movie, each episode lets you live in the first century to see how everyday people like you and me were transformed by meeting Christ. So for your minimum gift to the ministry, I want to send you the entire eight episode of season one of The Chosen. It comes on two DVDs. Call us after the program, won't you, at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website and make your gift there, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And let me invite you again to reach out to us for prayer. 
We'd love to be praying for you. So when you call us or when you visit us online, let us know your prayer request. And if you'd like some help praying for your nation or your leaders, no matter where you live, ask about the 30 Ways to Pray for Those in Authority prayer card. We have that for your gift of any amount. And now, here's Lucy Grimble featuring Matt Redmond opening the program with Nothing Can Separate. There is a love that never runs out that flows from the heart of my Father it never forsakes, it won't walk away God, precious love is running after us Singing no high, no
Welcome to Haven Today, and what a mist we've been trying to peer through the last few days on this program. The United States, having not exactly wrapped up an election, at least at the time this program is going on the air, and and maybe at the time you're hearing, there will be some result. From Alexandria, Virginia, we have a biblical scholar. He's actually a Hebrew scholar, but he's taught biblical studies for years. Uh, He taught at Westmont College. Dr. Tremper Longman, he's a longtime friend of mine. Tremper, thank you for joining us here on Haven today. It's my great pleasure, Charles, and it's always wonderful to see you. And as you say, we have this longstanding friendship. Well, Tremper, I, I went to bed and deliberately only watched a little of the election returns. I got up yesterday morning, and there was still no decision. Uh, and I've said on the air what I've been praying the last week. I go to bed, I get up in the morning, I pray this with my wife, Lord, thy will be done. Now, some people may think that's just simplistic and that's ridiculous. Don't you want X, whoever that is, to be elected president? And frankly, I felt like praying, Lord, thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven is the best I could do as a follower of Jesus. Where would you go with that? What would you say? Yeah, I would, first of all, totally agree with you, Charles, even though um, I don't know whether you'd agree with me that it is also compatible to think that a particular candidate might be better suited, as long as you realize that that candidate, whoever it is, uh, isn't going to bring in the kingdom of God. Okay. So, I mean, it's, and, and, <laughs> right. and I think that's one of the problems we have in the church these days is that we are so, get so entwined with a particular candidate because we think, oh, they're going to bring in the kingdom of God on earth. And that's not going to happen <laughs> no matter who's elected. Right. If you want to be biblical right. and believe in scripture, that's right. not going to happen. Right. Right. So what does a Christian do? You know, do we do we hate our neighbor if they voted for somebody else? Do we what 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 how does a Christian, how does a lover of Jesus respond and probably as our interview is on the air, the election may have been decided by then. We don't know. Right. Yeah. I think the first thing that we should realizes we need to love our neighbor, particularly our fellow Christian, no matter what their political stance is. And we should try to understand people on the other side and listen to them. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't lovingly, critically interact or present our own viewpoint. Uh, I'm I'm kind of a specialist in the book of Proverbs. There is a place for a godly rebuke of people, Mm -hmm. Um, but but not with the sense of demonizing other people. Try to find out what they're thinking, I would say. And again, I think in my study of these issues in the Bible, what I concluded is no particular political party has a monopoly on all biblical values. Mm. So you're going to have to, so typically no matter who you vote for, there are going to be compromises in certain areas. Mm. Tremper, you're a Hebrew scholar, but earlier today when you and I were chatting and I was drinking my last cup of coffee, you were quoting the New Testament to me or, or 
partially quoting the New Testament to me. Uh, do you feel like even though you're an Old Testament scholar, you could quote that <laughs> for me right now? I, I would love to. Uh, and this comes from a friend of mine. Uh, he sent me something yesterday afternoon as things were unclear and they still remain unclear. And he reminded me by quoting uh, Romans 8, where Paul says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present or things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature. And then he added, nor a Trump nor a Biden presidency shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And he goes on to say, and I think this is helpful. He goes, our Republic is strong. And even if it is not, or was not, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church and certainly not against Christ Jesus, our Lord. And, and I think that's something for all of us. If you're a Biden supporter and Trump becomes the president, uh, remember God is still on the throne. And if you're a Trump supporter and Biden becomes president, uh, God is still sovereign. And that's why getting back to your prayer, your prayer is an apt one, even though it doesn't mean that whoever is voted in, whether it's Biden or Trump, is therefore, you know, the revelation of God himself. It just right. means that, right. you know, that God has purposes that we may not completely understand. Mm. You're listening to Dr. Tremper Longman coming to you uh, and us from Washington, D.C., and uh, when you're hearing this, just know we we recorded this interview 24 hours before because we don't have a crystal ball. Tremper and I don't believe in a crystal ball. <laughs> so we're talking about God's word as being our authority in life and the gospel comes first. Going back to my years as a secular journalist and, and politicians have ego, power drives politicians. No matter how nice they seem, no matter how ugly they can be, even those who profess faith in Jesus Christ are still led by the world that they live in. Christians, though, we are called to a higher standard, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, we are. And, and, and part of that standard is to realize that it's dangerous to grow close to or to sort of hitch our wagon to political power. That doesn't mean that Christians shouldn't seek political office or that we shouldn't advocate for Christian values in our broader society. Sure. But we must always do so with great self-awareness that power can corrupt us. And especially if we find ourselves trying to cling on to power, even if we think for noble purposes, we need to be very mindful of how we try to achieve that. We can't be compromising, you know, the means to get to a desired end. Um, mm. we can't be doing mm. bad things or uh, things that harm other people to get to even a desirable conclusion. Mm. Thank you. Tremper, I think we should pray. Would you mind leading us in prayer right now? I would love to, Charles. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much that you are sovereign, that you are on the throne, no matter what happens. Lord, we're Christians, we're in the world, but we're not of it. And you've told us to be as shrewd as serpents, but as innocent as doves. And Lord, just help us and guide us in 
right behavior, actions, and speech, and attitudes. And yes, Lord, we know and we want to confess that uh, that that neither life nor death, nor angels nor principalities, nor a Trump nor Biden presidency shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Tremper Longman, thank you for joining us from Washington, D.C. Thank you, Charles. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. Thankful that my good friend and a brilliant scholar, Tremper Longman, was able to join us today. Did you listen to what he just said? Nothing will ever separate us from the love of the Father in Christ Jesus. Now, that's a truth we need to remember. No matter who's your president or your prime minister or king or queen, I got to thinking about hearing an Old Testament scholar quote the New Testament about another well-known text in the New Testament with deep, deep roots in the Old Testament. And it comes from the mouth of Jesus in John chapter 10. Jesus has those seven famous I am statements in John's gospel. Two of them come in this chapter. He said, I am the door. In John 10, 9, meaning entrance into his kingdom, entering his sheepfold, and it can only come through him. He is the way. But there's another important I am statement there. I am the good shepherd. Of course, we know what he means when he says that he'll take care of his sheep, even if it costs his own life. But what Jesus was saying there goes so much deeper than Israel's agrarian community. What Jesus said has roots all the way back to the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel, raised up to preach against the sins of Israel, to call them to repentance, and ultimately to warn them about the judgment that was coming their way. In chapter 34, Ezekiel took aim at the leaders and rulers of the day, and listen to what he said to them. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to you shepherds of Israel, who only take care of yourselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? The rulers of Israel had been exploiting the poor, taking what little they had in order to make themselves even richer. They were committing violence and injustice at every turn. So the Lord called them to account. And what did he call them? Shepherds. That word shepherd is tied in so many ways to ruling in the Old Testament. Remember David, the great king? He was a shepherd. And here, in what I just quoted to you, bad rulers are condemned by the Lord as neglectful shepherds. And it's this condemnation that Jesus was playing off of in what is recorded for us in John's Gospel, chapter 10, when he tells us, I am the good shepherd. He's telling us that he's not like those bad shepherds of Israel of before. He's not a bad ruler. He's not a bad king. He's not even a good ruler. He is the good ruler. When he says that, he's telling us that he will never abuse us. He'll never exploit his people. We'll never experience injustice by his hands. He is the only shepherd who can rule his people with truth and grace. This is the good news we need this week. Christ is the good shepherd. And it's just another way of saying Christ is our perfect king. So what do we do? We trust in him. We follow him. 
and we listen to his voice. We are the sheep of his pasture. We are the citizens of his kingdom, a kingdom that has foundations far more stable than any kingdom of this world. Now, this is good news that we hang on to. Hang on to it today, but not just now. Hang on to this good news for the rest of your days. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Thou my best thought, by day or by night. Waking or sleeping. Salem, singing for us from their album, Timeless, Be Thou My Vision, on a haven today, and a program called Be Thou My Vision. I'm so glad that we got to hear from my friend, Old Testament scholar, Dr. Tremper Longman today. He wrote a really good book this year called The Bible and the Ballot Box, where he takes issues of the day and then goes to Scripture and talks about how do you handle these cultural issues and other issues of such significance. Well, I appreciate him leading us to Jesus in these best and worst of times. And there's one reason we've been offering you the opportunity to get a copy of the TV series called The Chosen. It's the story of Jesus. 
in a fresh and vibrant way through the eyes of people whose lives had been transformed by him. As you watch all episodes of the first season of The Chosen, you and those around you will get a deeper appreciation of how the gospel truly changes lives. So for your generous gift to this ministry, I want to send you the DVD collection of season one of The Chosen. You just need to call us right now. And the number to call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or watch a little bit from the series when you head over to our website right now. And when you've done that, you can make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Let me say that we still need to be praying for our leaders and governments all the more, especially in America in light of an election this week. So we still have 30 ways to pray for people in authority. It's a prayer card for your gift of any amount. You can ask about it when you call or you can get it when you go online. And when you do get in touch with us, let us know how we can be praying for you. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll be sharing together this great story. The story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It's a moment of panic. You realize your wallet is gone, or your car isn't where you left it, or worst of all, you don't know where your child is. You know you're in big trouble. You know you're not in control anymore. You need God's intervention. Psalm 142 captures this moment in a prayer to God. Listen to my cry, says the psalmist, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me. You know, it's amazing how often God does answer those prayers quickly. A person appears with your wallet or your child. Relief washes over you. You thank God for hearing your prayer. But really, God always hears our prayers. And Anchor Devotional can help you learn to hear His voice. Visit GetAnchor.com.